Welcome to episode number 47 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host tonight is Les. Unfortunately, Lenore is away this week. Tonight, we're talking about our favorite blogs, but first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So since we're recording in the evening, um, on my way home from an appointment, I stopped to get my favorite maple latte from my favorite coffee joint. Um, decaf, of course. It's a little too late to drink coffee for me. And I am writing in a Write Notepads Black Cat Notebook, the white edition, with a Blackwing 1001. I kind of like this combo. Um, I haven't used a Write Notepad like in a very long time. Um, I actually found this in the back pocket of one of my pair of pants that I haven't worn in a while. So it's, I don't know, it, it works well with the Blackwing. Um, I've been reading a lot lately. Um, so right now I'm working on a book called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. I don't know if you've heard of her, uh, Les. I have not. Um, she's a psychologist. She's mainly a couples therapist. Um, but she writes a lot about desire and long-term relationships um, and why people cheat on their partners or why people stray or think they have to stray. Um, and the book's really interesting because she says as creatures were, were wired to not be monogamous. So how do you keep that monogamy in a relationship when you've been in that relationship for such a long time? So basically the book talks about how to cultivate that desire for your partner years down the line, decades down the line. Um, so it's a really, really interesting read. And I'm learning a lot from it. So I've been playing Final Fantasy IX for Nintendo Switch. Square Enix is releasing all the old Final Fantasies on the Switch. Um, so I'm super excited. Final Fantasy IX originally came out in, I think, the year 2000. So I haven't played it in almost 20 years. So wow. yeah, I, I feel so like, I don't know if you feel this way less about certain things, but when they have like, like on Facebook the other day, like there was like this thing like, oh, this movie came out 30 years ago. And you're like, oh, God, like I watched that. Like it felt like yesterday. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so old. Right. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So, so yeah, I've been doing that. And I'm kind of working on a redesign for my blog. I'm not changing hosts or anything like that. But um, I don't know. I just don't like how clunky it is. Like my setup is basically you go to my main page and there's basically tiles for each article that I write. And I switched to that for aesthetics, but thinking from a navigation standpoint, I kind of like the traditional, like here's like four entries a page and you can click more to, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like your blog. I dislike the tiles. Yeah. I just, I, it just, it's frustrating because I feel like there's a lot of extra clicks. Like sure. Mm -hmm. You can hit next post, but like, a lot of times, and I thought about this because I actually um, was reading an article online about, you know, individuals who read blogs, just kind of preparing for this episode. And and navigation um, is one of the, like, the strongest predictors of do people come back to your blog? Mm -hmm. And especially for mobile users, because most people look at things on their phone, you know, in, you know, little spurts of time. And having tiles set up, it just, it's just not, it, I looked at my website on my phone and it's just, it's not friendly no. for navigating. So luckily Squarespace makes it very easy to uh, redesign. And I found out some really frustrating, sad news and it's actually totally my fault. And I, it sucks anyway, but the weeklypencil.com, um, remember the debacle of me yeah. not renewing it? Well, it had been over 79 days. It's such a weird number. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought it would be released and then I could just buy it and I'll be happy. 
Well, some person that just buys domains to hold them um, bought it. So they're not going to do anything with it, I'm sure, because their email address is domain keeper. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so they just bought it to see if you would buy it back from them. Right. And I contacted the original registrar and like they said there's nothing they can do now. But I did contact the person that owns it um, and offered them a price, not a lot, but what I think it's worth. And we'll see what happens. Um, I'm really kind of aggravated at myself, but it just it was one of those things where I had registered through WordPress and they sent me a renewal email and it just it got lost in the mix. And mm -hmm. I should not ignore emails from WordPress, but they also send emails that are not important and just kind of got thrown away in the chaos. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It does suck to look at my traffic and see it down so much because there's a ton of links out there that are now broken. Yeah. But it is what it is. I still will blog. I still will do what I do. And eventually I'll just regain traction and that'll be that. But yeah, that was annoying. I found that out today. So, That's but funny. yeah, I know. Um, I offered the person 50 bucks because the weeklypencil.net and the weeklypencil.org and the the dash weekly dash pencil.com, those are all like 10 bucks. Yeah. So it's not like I want to buy pencils.com. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So hopefully they'll take that and just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Very, we'll see what happens. Very annoying. But what about you, Les? Enough about me. <laughs> So uh, it's an evening recording, so I'm drinking water because I can't have caffeine after 1 p.m. And I am writing with a Wingsung 5502, which is another delightful mashup. <laughs> I swear that, that the designers at Wingsung took all of the parts um, from all of the various pens that they were riffing on, threw them into a bag, got really stoned, and started picking, uh, we'll take this cap, and we'll take this end cap, we'll take this body piece, and, and ooh, this nib and feed, and this grip section, and mash them together. And then we're like, dude, that's the best thing ever. That's um, awesome. So um, it's a very, very, it's it's got like elements of the Twisby Echo and the grip, it's got a clip from what looks like a Lammy, but shrunk down. <laughs> it's got um, a Twisby Echo body or a Pilot Prera body. It's just, it's a very weird pen. I really like it. It writes really, really nicely. Um, I've got it inked up with Aeroshizuku Tsukiyo. Um, and I'm writing in my podcasting vanguard. So that's what I'm writing with and quite enjoying it. I am reading Robert Galbraith or Galbraith, however the heck you want to pronounce that last name, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling's Lethal White, which is a thick, thick book. Um, I don't really know how thick it is. I know it's like 600 pages or so because mm. I have it on my Kindle. Ah. Um, and it's quite enjoyable. I, it's, it's really, um, it's GK Rowling. So it's not high, highfalutin literature, but it's a lot of fun. And she gives you just enough tells that you can kind of figure it out, but it's still a surprise. Like you, you definitely have expectations of, oh, it's going to be this person. Um, and, and, uh, then you're, but you're still like, yes, it's definitely that person, but I'm, I really like 
the why. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm really enjoying that. And other, I've been also reading so much stuff for work. It's mm. um, we have a share drive. We have several share drives. We have a Google Drive. We have a shared drive. And there's just so much information on it about the location, about what we do there, about all of the different classes and the things that I'm teaching this semester. So okay. um, it's just really so much stuff to delve into. So um, I'm not reading as much at home. Usually, like, every week I'd have, like, two or three books. This yeah. week it's, like, it's taken me two weeks to finish the Lethal White I'm almost done. I'll finish it tonight. Um, so I do want to issue a correction. In the last episode, I mentioned that perhaps the Birmingham Pen Company's ink is made by Noodlers. I was informed that it is not. It is made by Diamine. So you can buy it without, you know, political issues and problems. So tonight's main topic is our favorite blogs, specifically stationary blogs. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because we are both stationary bloggers and I've met a lot of pencil people and regular stationary people because I'm a blogger and they've been bloggers. And lately I've been thinking pretty hard about what I want to do with my blog, what I'm, you know, I, I talked just earlier about redesigning it for, you know, usability. And I just, I thought about all the stationary blogs that have inspired me or blogs that I like to read. Um, so I thought it'd be a perfect topic to talk about. So we're just going to go through a list of, of the blogs that we both frequent and, and why we frequent them and, and what keeps us coming back. So if you want to start it off, Les, if you don't mind. Not at all. Um, so one of the blogs and Instagrams that I follow very religiously, I check it almost daily, is, and I'm going to butcher his name, Jose Naranja, um, or Naranj. That's how I would say it. Um, he does art journaling at a very interest in a very interesting way it's oh wow he uses <laughs> you just sorry i just yes so he uses like a pocket-sized moleskin except now he makes his own interior out of paper that's better so it's all leather covers designed to look like a pocket-sized moleskin and he uses fountain pens um, and other other pens as well, but mostly fountain pens for writing and, and drawing, but also watercolor and collage. Um, I've been following him for years and years and years, like back when he was on um, Flickr was where I discovered him. I discovered mm. a lot of really good blogs via Flickr. Um, very sad that Flickr is kind of, a desert now. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's one that I keep going back to because it's just such eye candy and I can't read anything that he writes because it's all in Spanish for the most part, but it's just so visually exciting and interesting to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm mesmerized. Like I need to stop looking at it because I'll get distracted, but that is an instant <laughs> bookmark for me. Yeah, that's, and it, it well worth it too you know he's just yeah. it's just great stuff um and then another um blog that i go to all the time and i follow her on facebook and instagram as well is gourmet pens aziza is she's just so lively and bubbly she does she's gone from having like you, you've been able to, or I've been able to watch her progression 
in calligraphy from being kind of um, clumsy to gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, just like how she's practiced her calligraphy over the years. Um, and also, I think I discovered her via Flickr as well. Um, she's someone I've been following for a long time. So lots of really, really nice calligraphy, lots of um, gorgeous fountain pens. Um, and lots and lots of ink. Yeah, no, that that makes me, you know, think of like, like a blog's not just a blog. Like you said, you've watched the progression of someone's skills and passion. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when I tell people I blog, they're just like, oh, cool, whatever. You know, like, what do you take pictures and write about them? Or what do you just like, like, what do you blog about? Do you do journal entries? Like they don't, you know, there's so much more to it, um, yeah. you know, and and I think that that is a perfect example um, of that, you know, watching someone progress over the years. Mm, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I go back to so many blogs that I've been viewing for years is to because you see that progression, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a way to feel connected to the author, mm -hmm. um, especially in this day and age where there's a lot of disconnect. Um I feel like it's one of the few places on the internet where I don't feel disconnected. Mm. Um, I mean, there's Facebook, but that gets tricky sometimes. Mm. Um, but you know, some of the blogs that I read, um, outside of stationary, um, mainly my hobby stuff, I develop really deep friendships with people and the stationary, you know, blogosphere too. Mm. But, um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It feels like, like, like the, um, the Jose Naranja, um, you know, page, like, I feel like I'm right there with him. His pictures are vibrant. Um, so yeah. And then, um, so another blog that I return to again and again and again is Pencil Revolution, Johnny's blog. Yes. And I've been, I've been reading that for probably close to the beginning. It was one of the first blogs that was about stationary. Yeah. Or that is about stationary. English hard um, that I started following because they're in the in the beginning when I was you know starting Comfortable Shoes Studio there weren't a lot of stationary blogs and um, Comfortable Shoes Studio was less about stationary and more about art mm -hmm. so um, it was just really nice to have someone else out there who was as interested in the same sort of stuff that I am. Yeah, no, actually, Johnny's blog was what brought me to this community because, you know, I had I had I think downloaded Instagram um, and I was posting pictures and I was like, wow, like I've discovered this, you know, like whole community that I like and I want to talk about things that I like. And his blog kind of inspired me to create my own blog because I just, you know, I found his website, then I found Erasable and then it just kind of went from there. Um, but yeah, his was one of the first blogs that, that I actually, um, interacted with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely, it's, I mean, it's so long running too. Right. Um, and you know, going in the, in the realm of long running blogs that I return to again and again, um, the pen addict is another classic blog that's been around forever and yes. I check out again and again and again, um, Brad has a lot of good content and it's not just Brad writing now. So he mm -hmm. has all kinds of other people writing, which I enjoy all of the other perspectives that um, he's giving an off opportunity to have um, a voice. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I will have to revisit the Panatic then. Yeah. 
mean, there's a lot of high-end pen stuff that doesn't really mm-hmm. interest me. But right. there's also, you know, a lot of other things, too. I mean, he's getting back into reviewing gel pens and nice. not just, you know, uh, Nikaya's. It's not, yeah. it's not Nikaya's all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the other blog that I look at a lot, and, and it's very... Um, Seems kind of high-end, stationary to me, um, but has just a really great view on a lot of things, is the Pencil Case blog, or it's just PencilCaseBlog.com. Yeah, um, I actually um, found out about this blog a couple weeks ago, actually, um, just a, like a random link. And I haven't, I bookmarked it, but I never went back to it, so I didn't include it in my list, but... Um, I like to hear, you know, what you think. I think one of the things that I really like about the pen- pencil case blog is that it the photos are just gorgeous. Yes. Um, really, really beautiful photographs. Um, you know, everything's laid out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the photos are just crisp and just beautiful. So, yeah. Um, I really like that. So. Yeah, no, like I'm taking a, a quick look and like the photography is great because it gives you like a really good sense um, mm. of, of what the product is. I think I think a lot of times and, you know, it gets lost um, unless you have high end equipment or, or, or a good photographer. Sometimes you might review something and say, oh, you know, this pen's grip is X, Y, Z, you know, but pictures can't capture that a lot of the time. Yeah, but his do like I just randomly, you know, scrolled down and he's talking about, you know, uh, a pen and he has such a great photo of it that I could almost see what it would feel like in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely awesome photography. Um, yeah. So that blog I really enjoy. Um, and the finer point, I think you put that one in as well. Yes. Why don't you talk about that one first? Sure. We can kind of weave in and out here. So the finer point, um, I found this blog a little over a year ago. Um, what drew me to it actually was the photography as well. Um, I'm a big fan of blogs that are bright and inviting and, you know, like a big fan of like white background, um, you know, easy on the eyes foreground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I've been to some, some pages where, and this was a thing like way back in the day when I used to, you know, have websites where you have the background really dark and your mm-hmm. font like white and just, I don't like that anymore. So I was drawn to, I, I found it through like a, I guess like another link from another blog and just, uh, I think Jenny Mason, yeah, Jenny Mason is the, the blogger responsible for this site. And, uh, her photography again is beautiful. Um, it's bright she does a great job of showing great detail, um, you know, and she doesn't just like review things. Um, she blogs about, you know, her stationary shopping excursions um, and she takes such great pictures like her latest post. You know, she's talking about, you know, shopping um, for stationary in Amsterdam and the photography. Like, I feel like I'm in the store, you know, with her. Um, yeah. So and she's really good. Like she's just a really good writer. Um, you know, there's, there's two types of blogs. There's, there's what, and I'll talk about this in, in one of my, you know, in one of the blogs that I, I do follow, but 
blogs either move towards just like a picture kind of based blog or a lot of writing. And I prefer heavy writing um, because, you know, you have Instagram for pictures. Um, So I can really appreciate when somebody takes the time to, you know, write in depth about something like not just like, hey, this is a review of the product, but like, hey, this is how it makes me feel or these are, you know, this is what motivated me to try this or this is what you know, I look for in these things. And so she does that a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's fairly regular with her posting, which is something that I also, you know, appreciate. So, um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on her stuff? Same thing. I like, I love the photography. I love her writing and it just, you know, it's not just reviews, which is something right. that I aspire to. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just ditto. Cool, cool. Um, um, the next thing, uh, blog on my list is the well-appointed desk. Yes. Um, uh, Anna's. Pay. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's another classic blog about stationery, with a lot of the same things that I like about all the other blogs that I like. It's got nice photography. It's got nice writing. Um, lots of, but also she, um, crosses from just stationery into Mm -hmm. art. Um, so she uses art supplies, um, as well as just stationery stuff. So there's watercolor reviews, colored pencils reviews, and she's another person who is, has other people write. So it's not just her, but Tina Koyama is Mm -hmm. someone who writes for her. Anna writes, and I think she has several other people who write for her as well. But those are the two that stand out. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I I like her blog too. And I'm not someone um, that's into art or fountain pens, but it doesn't matter. Like, she makes me want to read about them. Mm. Um, You know, like, like a lot of times I just, I don't follow pen blogs because I'm just not a pen person. But she just does such a good job of like drawing the reader in and her writers too. Like, um, you know, there was a piece that uh, Tina Koyama did recently um, about it was a watercolor review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, and like, I couldn't stop reading. I mean, the photography was beautiful. Um, as someone who has recently started using watercolors, like, I don't know, it's just it's one of those blogs that just kind of inspires me to try to be artistic even though I probably never will be <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah yeah and she you know she has a shop too it's like she mm-hmm. has designed with her husband the coloring which is a way to keep track of your ink and watercolor collection if you will um, mm-hmm. so it lets you swab and, and write down the color name and brand which is really really nice so as someone who watercolors i have just used cheap three by five cards with a hole punched in them Mm -hmm. and i test all of my watercolors on that cheap three by five card and the thing with the colo ring and the colo decks is that they are nice so what ends up happening is you get like a real test of what your ink or watercolor looks like on nice paper so um yeah, that's a really nice thing that she's got going. So, cool. Um, I enjoy that about her. She she's innovative as well as a good writer. Yeah. 
So the last blog that I'm going to mention here is Tina Koyama's blog. Um, yes. It's on Blogspot. Her colored pencil reviews and watercolor reviews are just amazing. I, you know, if if I ever want to know about a colored pencil that I haven't tried yet, or if I'm thinking about testing out another brand of colored pencil, I hit up her blog because she's probably tested them at some point. Yes. And she's also really active in our community, so um, she has she has an opinion that I trust. Yes. When it comes to watercolors and um, colored pencils, so that's always important. Yeah, um, I found myself actually. I, I mean, I knew of Tina before I knew of her blog, but I found her blog because I had started coloring, um, and like everything I do, I need to research before I buy. And I just happened to like Google, um, you know, a, a colored pencil and review and her website popped up. Um, mm -hmm. And she does a super, super good job of indexing mm -hmm. her reviews. Like there's a, you know, if you click on like the colored pencil tab, then you see links to every review all lined up. Like I, I appreciate that a lot um, instead of having to wade through posts, yeah. you know, so so yes, kudos to her. Plus, I just love her drawing. Hmm. Yeah. And her little rabbit. Was that it for you? That was it for me. All right. So for me, um, I'm going to add two more because there was a lot of overlap um, in both of our lists. But, uh, you know, I already talked about the finer point. Um, the next um, blog that I frequent is called All Things Stationary. Hmm. Um, it's a blog um, out of the UK. And um, I... I started kind of reading it about the same time as I found a lot of stationary blogs. Like after I found Johnny's, I just like went on this like, you know, excitement fueled search of everything, you know, stationary to kind of mm -hmm. create a list of blogs that I could frequent and learn more. And, um, this blog made my list. Um, unfortunately it seems like, um, the blogger is not posting as frequently, but she is very active on Instagram. So I think this is a perfect example of like a shift from the traditional blogging to Instagramming. Mm -hmm. um, I know for me, when I struggle with motivation, it is far easier to express myself um, via photography than it is to sit down, you know, because when I write, a, you know, when I review a product or I talk about something, like I treat it as though I'm writing an essay. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of time and thought, um, you know, like my latest review, um, you know, that took me about an hour, hour and a half to kind of think about and type and, you know, so, but sometimes I just don't have the energy for that. Um, and so I can totally see why, uh, she, uh, would make the switch to Instagram. Um, she's also, um, working on some kind of Instagram, uh, project, huh. um, so it's, it's called like hashtag ATS collection. So all things stationary collection. Um, and she's taking pictures of everything in her stationary collection. Oh, wow. And she, she says that she doesn't have time for blogging. Um, but she has a lot of stationary things that she wants to share. So she's trying to take a picture of them, um, photograph them and write like a little blurb about it, um, or tell a story about it. So, um, so that's what she's kind of, you know, been up to but again aesthetically i like her website um it's very clean um it's easy to navigate 
Um, pictures are great. So, and she has, um, just cause she hasn't been updating doesn't mean that it's not, you know, worth checking out because she has such like, you know, a backlog of like posts. Cause it, the blog started in 2014, I believe. Mm. So, um, so there's a lot, lot to go through there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then another blog that I actually found, at the end of last year, just by accident, again, sometimes I find the greatest things by accident. <laughs> um, I found them actually via Instagram. Um, sometimes people will follow the weekly pencil on Instagram and I don't always follow back because I don't want my feed to be filled with stuff that I don't necessarily want to look at, mm. but I'll always click on who follows me just to kind of see if it's like someone from Erasable or RSVP or someone that I know. And, um, wonder pens followed me on Instagram and I saw that there was, you know, a blog, um, and it's actually really cool. So, um, they're based out of Canada. It's actually, um, they have an online and brick and mortar stationery shop in Toronto. Um, but they also blog about stationery and about what it's like to have a stationery shop. So it's really kind of cool to see, like, I guess the inner workings of running a stationery shop. Yeah. And then also to see their, um, you know, their collection of stationery or what they think um, about certain products. Um, they talk about, you know, going to other stationery stores. Um, they talk about, you know, like what they use personally. So it's just, it's really kind of cool. Um, it's it's something very unique. I, I don't often, I mean, CW has a blog, but it's not like this. Um, this is... Mm -hmm. This is kept up very frequently. They're very active. So um, it's just really cool. Um, and they have different like categories. So, you know, they blog, you know, about fountain pens, calligraphy, about their own family and life. Um, you know, so so I don't know. It's just a little bit of everything in mm -hmm. one little spot. So that is definitely one of my new favorites. So um, and then, of course, your blog, Les. <laughs> You, you inspire me because you are so good at reviewing things in an unbiased manner. Um, when I first started reading about stationery on the internet, um, I, f I found you after I found the erasable group. Um, cause I think me, uh, three, four years ago, you, you were kind of probably more blogging about art stuff. Um, possibly. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't remember yesterday. Uh, um, but I don't know. You know, I like I like the simplicity um, of your blog. It's one of those places I can go like you're doing this fountain pen stuff and I'm still mm -hmm. not a fountain pen. Like I'm not like, yeah, I want fountain pens all the time. But you're making it a lot easier for me to want fountain pens all the time <laughs> um, because they're so damn cheap. In fact, um, I forgot to update you. So remember I ordered those oh, yeah. fountain pens. How did that go? Um, it's still going because they never got to me. So I had to file a thing what? with, with eBay. Um, and so they're on their way and I, it was my fault too, because I didn't follow up. Like, like I ordered them and I was just like, it was around the holidays and I was like, all right, you know, whatever. And then life happens. So they're on their way. Um, it's not like the seller was bad or anything at all. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know what happened. Yeah. This is the second or third time that I've ordered something um, internationally that's gotten kind of weird. Yeah. Um, would, so I don't know if it, it had happened, um, f 
when we recorded the last time. So I've been ordering a ton of cheap pens. Mm-hmm. And usually they're pretty well packaged. Sometimes they're like a in a Ziploc baggie or just a um, cellophane sleeve inside a bubble mailer. Mm-hmm. And this one seller put the pen inside its cellophane sleeve into a square bubble mailer that wasn't quite the right size. Oh. So when it went through the machinery, the pen squirted out of its uh, cellophane wrapper and then out of the envelope. And I got the envelope with the cellophane wrapper hanging out of it and an empty envelope. Um Oh. So I, you know, I immediately took pictures and I put in, I, I wrote to the seller to give them a chance to um, either resend it or refund me my $3. Um, right. And they were like, we'll just resend it. Um, and very clearly translated via Google Translate. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. uh, they like wrote dear like a dozen times in the, in the message. <laughs> it was kind of cute, but also like, uh, am I going to get this pen or not? But for the right. most part, I've gotten all of my pens. That's the only one that I've had issues with. Um, and I've had a couple of orders that I ordered in January, not realizing that a lot of things shut down in China yes. over Chinese New Year. Um, so a lot of a lot of these sellers took two weeks off. And mm-hmm. if you ordered the day before... <laughs> They went on vacation. Uh, they didn't ship until after they were back. So a lot of my stuff that I ordered at the end of January um, isn't being sent to me until, uh, well, they put it in the mail on February 11th. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got <laughs> some things that are taking uh, like 25, 30 days to get to me instead of the, usually it's only two weeks. It doesn't sit in customs for very long. Mm-hmm. So, but for the most part, it's pretty fast, but, or it's not fast. It's, you know what it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of being a kid in the late 80s and the early 90s where you'd order something either from an 800 number mm-hmm. or from the back of a magazine. And four to six weeks later, you'd forget that you ordered it and there it was on your, uh, on your doorstep. Right. I, I remember those days were like, um, you know, like I used to like order like free stuff. Like, I don't know when I was a kid, I just like mail. So like free Mm -hmm. catalogs, free stickers. And yeah, yeah, it would, I'd forget that I even did it. Um, and I think because they're so cheap, like, like if, if the seller didn't respond and I lost less than $10, I it's less than $10. It's still the principle, but it's not like you're ordering high end stuff. Yeah. Um, God, how old was I? I was probably 11. Do you ever, I'm going to see if I can find a um, YouTube of the ad for the Whisper 2000. Do you ever hear of these things? No. So Whisper 2000 was a microphone that old people could wear in a pocket with headphones so they could hear better. Okay. Interesting. And, And my best friend and I realized, I bet we could use that as a bug. Ooh, good thinking. Um, so, and and we were, inter- well, we've been watching James Bond stuff and, you know, but anyway, beside the point. So we were like, I think that we can turn the Whisper 2000 into a bug. Um, <laughs> so we ordered a pair of them for 19.95. Get two. 
um, if you order within the next 30 minutes. Um, and I don't know who we conned into writing the check for 1995 to Whisper 2000 for us because we certainly didn't have checkbooks and you couldn't send cash. Maybe we went to the post office and got a money order. I don't remember how we got around to it to get these things because I know my parents would have been like, we're not letting you waste your money on that. Right. But uh, <laughs> Deb and I pooled our resources, $10 each, and ordered them. And they we eagerly awaited them. And I remember my mom being like, you have a package? <laughs> um, I was like, oh, it's my Whisper 2000. It was so exciting. Um, and oh, we did make bugs great. out of them. That is awesome. Also picked up the Christian radio station. Oh, Interesting. So, so we could spy on her brother, which was the object of our um, spying because we were 11-year-old girls and a 15-year-old boy was very interesting. Uh, or he was up to more interesting things than we were. Uh, <laughs> so we could listen to the Christian radio station via the Whisper 2000 and listen to Danny on the phone. That is an amazing story. <laughs> uh, the things that bored children get into when you only have four TV channels and nothing else to do. Right. Anyway. Um. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so. So anything else to add? I mean, this is kind of a shorter episode. Yeah. I think we're at we're at like 40 minutes, um, but we don't have Lenore. So that. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. Um, no Lenore. We don't have her uh, her input here, which we'd love. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think we can wrap this up. Yes, that works for me. All right. So you can find us online. Actually, no. Rewind. I want to thank everybody. We should thank people. <laughs> yes. I, I was scrolled all the way down past that. Okay. <clears throat> so... I want to take a moment, as always, to thank everybody for their supportive words on the website and the Facebook group. It's really wonderful to get so much support from everyone. I want to give a quick thanks to everyone who continues to support us and have joined the Facebook group. Please review us on iTunes if you so desire. Um, that really helps us get recognized um, by other people. The more listeners, the better. The more Facebook group members, the better. I really like seeing all the pictures you guys post or little anecdotes about you know your day and your your experience with stationery. Um, so keep that stuff coming. So you can find us online at rsvpstationerypodcast.com. You can find me, Dade, at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. You can find Lenore um, on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. And she's also in the Erasable Podcast Group and the RSVP Stationery Podcast Group. Les, what about you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and Twitter at OriginalLCHarper. All right. Until next time. All right.